Hey there, I hope all is well on your side of town. Welcome or welcome back. You're tuning into You Got This. And for anyone who's new here, this is a podcast where we explore authentic living, seeing things from a higher perspective, and how to balance taking care of yourself in the world around you. The U, just like the letter U, stands for universe, could be universal consciousness, could be you with a Y. If you happen to be a returning listener, uh, first of all, thank you. I'm incredibly grateful to have you back. Um, But y'all have heard me say this before as well. You have permission to make the you whatever you want it to be. I'm your host, Asia Smith, and most of you tuning in have also heard me say plenty of times by now that I'm a leadership educator, life coach, and intuitive healer. Friendly reminder, coaching and healing are not replacements for therapy. So if you need it, please do what you got to do to keep yourself well. It matters to me so much and it matters to the people around you as well. Okay. All right. (laughs) Let's pivot. So on today's episode, I'm excited for y'all to hear a voice other than mine. And just to bring new folks up to speed, Throughout the season, you'll hear either from just me or we'll have episodes where we feature guests who join us for conversations about life, leadership, wellness, etc. Honestly, it could be anything. And these are folks whose names you may or may not know yet. And I've set the expectation before that the purpose of this podcast is not to be popular nor perfect. It's simply a resource hopefully an entertaining one at that, for whoever this resonates for. And as far as guest interviews are concerned, it's just about sharing and learning from different perspectives and real life stories that folks tuning in can hopefully relate to or at the very least learn from. I know I'm not the first person in the world to say this, but there's no question that it's an important life skill to have an open mind. I think gathering information from different perspectives is a step that you can't really skip if you want to make informed decisions that are authentic to you about your life and how you want to live it. If you don't have relevant experience in a certain area, or or perhaps you don't have the access that you need to gain that relevant experience because equity, we must acknowledge that factor. And I'll share that that has actually been a barrier in my own experience. I, I've had to overcome that in my own journey. So if this applies to you, at the very least, you can learn from someone who does have the experience or the access. Uh, please do so in an, in an ethical way. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, you just got to be willing to be a lifelong learner and perhaps get a little creative with your resources, you know, Uh, where there's a will, there's a way. That way, when it comes to your life choices, you can feel confident that the direction you guide yourself in feels right. And it's actually your choice rather than being prescribed or imposed upon you, which is honestly what we've been programmed to be accustomed to anyway. But you got to be able to think for yourself in this world. (laughs) Um, I, I shared in episode two When we get reflective, that's how we build our intuitive muscles and make conscious moves because we've all got that magic within us, right? It's it's just a matter of tapping into it. Um, Let me clarify, specify, testify. (laughs) Um, Authentic living is about honoring the way that feels natural to you to move throughout the world. A caveat to that is if the way that you move naturally is causing harm to yourself or others. Uh, Mama Bear Energy over here it came up in the last couple of episodes. Gonna 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 keep happening. Mama Bear Energy. We have to think consciously and take good care of ourselves and each other. That's physically, mentally, emotionally, perhaps even spiritually. Yeah.
Okay, I've already been talking way too much, and I could keep going on forever about this. So, speaking of voices other than mine, (laughs) as an optimist, it was an absolute pleasure chatting with our guest, Rebecca Blust. She's a best-selling author and coach, among many other things. And as far as guests go, you'll hear from more than just coaches throughout the season, but for this conversation, it was definitely nice to chop it up a bit with a fellow coach. So, um, this, this was really awesome for me. Stuff like this gets me fired up so you're gonna hear it in my voice (laughs) my excitement level was on a thousand I I was kind of geeking out a bit Um, and what Rebecca's best known for is her positive thinking revolution so I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I clearly did and without further ado let's dive into this interview Hey folks, welcome to You Got This. It's a beautiful summer day today and I have the pleasure of connecting with international best-selling author, speaker, and a purpose and empowerment coach, Rebecca Blust. I am so thrilled that the stars aligned <laughs> and that she is here. So before we get to speak with her, I just have a bio. I, I got to do my due diligence and, and welcome her to the show properly. So Rebecca helps women get unstuck from self-sabotaging behaviors so they can have joyful relationships, respond instead of react to challenges, and have the life they want. That's what we all want. <laughs> and she does this through simple and effective methods for overcoming limiting beliefs. And that's why I'm so excited for this conversation because this has impacted me and my life. So I feel like I'm going to learn some gems from Rebecca today. Um, Rebecca believes that we can save ourselves, save our children and save our communities by becoming what we really are underneath all the programming. And that's actually what we talked about last episode. So this is exciting, some, some recurring themes here. But she helps with all of this so that we can be the love, spread the love, and live the life we love. Oh, this is fantastic. Rebecca, thank you so much um, for for being here on You Got This today. So I just want to start by giving you the floor to let us know who you are, what do you do, what, what what's your place in this world, what, what are your gifts? <laughs> well, Asia, thank you so much for having me on. I love speaking about this. I love helping people. And, um, and I think, um, I personally believe that we all have gifts and Mm -hmm. some of us know what they are, um, early on. And some of us haven't yet discovered them, but we do all have them. And then that gift gets to be used in service to, you know, moving us all along, um, as you know, a whole humanity. Um, and so what, what I love doing is working with individuals and groups with, um, uncovering like, um, the gifts and that's getting to, um, the gifts after you've uncovered these beliefs and these patterns that cover them up often, right? Um, and then when people are using their gifts, they are so in alignment and so, um, the best way to describe it, in joy, right? Just joy when you're living in alignment and using your gifts. And so that's something I, I love doing for people. Yeah, and and that's why I'm so excited to to have you on the podcast. And, and I think in general with speaking with coaches and, and their, the different approaches that they take, but our, our goals are the same as far as empowering folks to find mm-hmm. that authentic way to, to really tap into what that special thing is for them so that they are living a fulfilling life based on what's true to them. And I know for you, sort of that, the, that special thing about you and your approach is positive 
thinking, positive change. Um, what what would you say sort of led to your passion for having that mindset? Because I, I definitely work with a lot of folks in my coaching space where they're trying to, to sort of overcome that. And so I'd love to hear that perspective from you because I feel like so many folks who, who might be listening can really benefit from that. Yeah, absolutely. So it started, well, I believe we all have kind of a through line of our lives. And so if you go back and look through things that you've done and things that you've been passionate about and good at, it kind of, there's a through line through it all. And mine started um, as a teacher. So I started teaching um, decades ago and I was a, an early educator for 23 years. So kindergarten through six. Oh, and mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. And one of my specialties was taking very troubled children. They would place them in my classroom because I had a gift and I would get the child to turn around in a, in nine months. That's what I got with them from being like, I mean, when I mean troubled, I mean, throwing chairs, stabbing other children with pencils, like violent behavior. Yeah. And, um, and they, and they would come to me and within nine months, they um, were getting good grades. They were passing their state tests. They had friends. They were like, a model child, right? At least in the classroom, sometimes not outside. And what I did was I worked with how they believed about themselves. And I, um, and I got them to see themselves in a different light Mm -hmm. so that they had different behaviors. They had different patterns. And, um, and I was gifted at it. I was able to do that fairly quickly, you know, nine months and, and doing it while I'm teaching, you know, 29 other children. Right. And so from there, um, when I left teaching, I went into, um, the kind of the medical field where I helped run, um, programs where we help people reverse chronic diseases. And it was the same thing Mm -hmm. really, um, to change those behaviors and those patterns, you had to get to those beliefs, right? What do they believe about themselves and really creating a different belief about themselves so that they could change their lifestyle and keep it so that they had a different outcome. And then that led me to like, well, how can I, I want even broader. So that led me to positive thinking revolution where I'm like, you know, because you can change any belief that you have and you can change your health. You can change your wealth. You can change your impact. You can change how you feel about, you know, your relationships, all of it. Right. And I thought, ah, like I can do that and and impact all these areas. Um, We just have to one uncover whatever the belief is because most of our programming um, happened before eight, before we had language, right? We ingested all this programming because your brain is in the op- uh, like theta brainwave. So literally it's open and it's almost like a hypnotic state before the age of eight. Um, and some scientists say five, some say seven, but we'll say five to eight, right? You're in this state where you're ingesting every single thing and you don't really have language because you, your brain needs to learn how to walk, how mm-hmm. to talk, how to eat, how to fit into your family, how to fit into the culture. If you're in the Western world, you need to learn how to read and write and do math, right? All by eight. So it's literally ingesting all this and you're ingesting beliefs and patterns that are cultural, they're familial, and even things that you go through as a child and you, you create a belief about, right? But all of it is subconscious. You don't know that you have them. And then you, and 95% of the day, we're in our subconscious brain. You're only conscious, they say about 5% of the day, like really knowing, like consciously present. Mm-hmm. And so we have all this background programs running your life. Basically, it's your eight-year-old self is running your life. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
And so, right. Who'd want an eight-year-old to run your life? Mm-hmm. And so that's why people have these patterns that keep repeating. They always have about the same amount of money, whether it's I'm broken, can barely pay my bills. So I'm comfortable to, I have excess, but it's always about the same. The relationships are always the same. So no matter if you break up with someone and you try to get into a different relationship, pretty soon you're in a similar relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, same thing with the health. The health is about the same. And it's all um, these these patterns that we have ingested, right? And the first step is really just to uncover them and be aware of what they are. And then then you can start to work on changing them. So that's that's kind of a long answer to that that question. But that's how I started back when I was teaching and doing it with children. And at the time it was called the expectation advantage because positive thinking psychology has only been around for about 20 years. So my teaching predated that. And so back then it was called the expectation advantage and how to get people to change what they thought about themselves by having them expect something different of themselves. Wow. And and, and you know what, Rebecca, that was a a, a perfect answer (laughs) to to the question. Definitely not, not too long of an answer at all. And I love just everything that you're saying about the impact of our mindset on so many different aspects of, of our lives. Um, and, and it's actually really interesting. This is tying in so well to episode two, um, which was recorded not too long ago, where I spoke to folks about being conscious in from the perspective of being able to pause and really consider what our subconscious is directing us to do. And so it's the fact that our energy and our subconscious is so powerful. That is exactly why positive thinking and you being ahead of your time, introducing that, I think, to, to young folks uh, where they can really ad- adapt and adopt that. Um, and then just continue to grow further in their adolescence and into adults being more aware and, and able to, to really tap into who they are and maximize that. I, I think that's so fantastic. And, uh, and it also makes me wonder even for you, just kind of in, in your own life journey to get to where you are today, I'm sure that these practices have been things that you've implemented in your own life. <laughs> and so uh, one of the things that we we talk about on You Got This it, is overcoming adversity and how that's just an inevitable part <laughs> of our life journey. It, it looks different for everyone, but having that mindset, it really quite related to the work that you do of, of positive change and positive thinking, that can help drive us forward and help us overcome any adversity that we are faced with. And when we are in that mindset, it's almost as if our potential is endless. (laughs) The challenges will always be there, but it's a matter of understanding what we have and how we can overcome them. And so I'd love to hear from you if you're willing to share. (laughs) What what would you say is uh, the biggest success, failure? I I think any life-changing experience perhaps that that you've had um, and what was your life like before learning it versus afterwards? I have a feeling positive thinking and positive change was incorporated into this, but I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear about that. Perhaps something that's really shaped and molded you and, and how this positive approach has, has helped with that. Yeah, um, so I think the biggest uh, change for me was a self, uh, was self-love, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of us, um, really don't have, uh, that I've, well, as I said, a lot of people that I work with really don't, um, love themselves. And, and I would have told you that I did. So if you talked to me 10 years ago, I would have said, absolutely. Like I have all these self-love practices. I, I work out every morning. 
you know, I eat healthy. I, um, you know, I, I drink my water. I, uh, you know, everything looked, looked as if there was self-love happening. Right. And, um, and I, and it wasn't until like, I don't know, pretty recently, really, maybe like five years ago, I realized, oh my gosh, Rebecca, but you don't really love yourself because, and what it was, was my boundaries. So oh. I often, mm-hmm, so, so even though I was doing the things that look like self-love, what I was doing was saying yes, when I wanted to say no. And I was saying yes, when I wanted to say no, because I wasn't respecting my own boundaries mm-hmm. and I would do things out of resentment and I would do things when I had too much on my plate, but I did them anyways. Right. And that is a number one sign of a lack of self-love and see, I wasn't aware of it. It was subconscious behavior. Right. Yeah. And when I became conscious of it, I'm like, Oh, wait a minute here. I remember being really, really surprised when I was became conscious of that, like shocked. I shocked myself with that realization because I would have thought that that was not true. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but you don't, you have a problem with um, boundaries with not with saying no, like, I'm sorry, I can't come to this thing because I already have five things that day, or I can't do this because I'm already doing this and this. I would just say yes. I always said, yes, I always said, yes. And, you know, and it was in a space of overwhelm and stress often because I didn't want to let anyone down. And that's tied to your self-love and self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. Where people think if I say no, then, you know, you, you are less worthy, you know, or they won't find you as worthy. And that was shock. That was the shocking, um, revelation that I had of a limiting belief that I did not know or was not, uh, honest with my myself with, and it really did was a game changer when I um, really started um, practicing self love in the form of boundaries and saying no if it didn't work for me. Yeah, and it's it's it, it, I'm I'm getting goosebumps because of how how many themes from uh, from the last episode are 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 coming up again here as far as uh, authentic living and how that does that means that you do have to honor your needs. And as far as being conscious and and taking care of yourself and the world around you, which is sort of an underlying theme um, with this show and with the interviews that we're doing, we're hearing different perspectives on how to approach your life experiences so that folks who are listening can, can find what resonates most with them. The goal of, of this show is for folks to feel empowered about their authentic life experience and, and, and having learned something about life and about leadership and just feeling a bit better about their own journey. And what we talked about um, last episode is it's really important not to put your own needs aside to please others and that balance that you can achieve of honoring yourself and your boundaries while also being as conscious as you can be in that moment of how the moves that you are making are impacting not only yourself, but the folks who are around you and sort of those energetic factors to, to consider. Um, I think boundaries are so important. And that's something for me personally, that um, for, for the past several years, I have struggled with. So with where I am in my journey, I think I'm just reaching that point where I'm getting comfortable with saying no. (laughs) I'm I'm finally there. But if I'm thinking about myself a year ago, I don't know. But that's, 
oh, it's been such a great lesson to learn. And I have had to learn that lesson from experiencing burnout. And I've had to learn that lesson from putting myself out there a little bit too much and having my time and energy taken advantage of. And, and that is really true. In the moment, you feel like you're putting yourself out there so much and helping people so much. And, and perhaps that's where you're driving your value from. But when you strip all of that down, how are you feeling at the end of the day yourself? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and if you reflect on that and you realize I'm depleted, I, I don't feel like I'm using my time or energy doing what I want to do. It's it, it, that's, that's been part of my journey is, is separating <laughs> and, and really, you know, compartmentalizing and learning that my own needs are just as important. And if I don't set those boundaries and prioritize, then there's no way I'm going to be able to fully show up <laughs> and, and give my gifts to the folks who, who need them most. Um, and, and so I think all of this is, is so great. And, and I thank you, Rebecca, for, for being open and for sharing that, because I know I'm not the only one who might tune in <laughs> and, and hear this. And it's, and it's one of those messages where even if you've heard it multiple times, it, we need to continue to hear it because I do feel as women, it's almost like we're, we're pushed to the point of feeling like we absolutely have to take care of everything and everyone and say yes, in order for us to feel like we're fulfilling our duties as women. And I, I only think it's been sort of recently that we've been encouraged, <laughs> I think, to really explore boundaries in a more definitive way. And, and, and you're one of the pioneers for that, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. so, so I think that's really amazing. Um, and, and, yeah, and, like, yeah. like you touched on, especially as women, mm-hmm. um, you know, we tend to be caregivers and nurturers by nature, right? Yeah. yeah. And we sometimes, especially in the world we live in now, there's a lot of demands on us, you know, as a mother and, um, and then you have, you know, in the workforce and as a wife and a daughter or whatever. And there's so many, um, demands that we now have and that, um, and biologically many of us are, you know, we want to caretake and nurture. And so, Mm -hmm. and caretake and nurture yourself first. And we feel guilty about that when we shouldn't. And we feel guilty about saying no, um, when we, when we should be. So if you're, and I feel here's a, here's the test. If you're saying yes, and you feel resentment, that's a no, right? That's a no. And mm-hmm. if you feel, even if it's like you, your plate is super full and you're doing stuff and you're loving it and you're like, yes. And I'm just so happy to be doing this and giving this, that's a yes. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying yes, and you feel resentment, that's a no, that's a no. It's not a yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, Rebecca, that's really helpful because I, I feel like it, it, it because when I, I, I think about myself and I'm honest with myself, I, it, I think if I were sort of at the beginning of, of setting boundaries, I might not know what that looks and feels like. So that's a very helpful reference point of, you know, it, it's almost like if someone's saying, oh, I've never set boundaries. So how do I even know when to do it? <laughs> and, right. and, and that's a great, that's a great indicator. Um, and, and I think if folks were to slow down and pause and truly think about that and answer that for themselves, what we'd be saying no to a lot more, <laughs> right? To, to a lot more things. Um, and, and if we think about what, if we had the confidence to say no to more, oh, the possibilities of what we could say yes to <laughs> that right. we might not be thinking about uh, things that could really light us up, you know, and, um, or, or help other people. Not that, you know, what folks might be doing or saying yes to isn't 
helpful, but is it making your heart sing? Yes or no. And that's where I'm coming from, kind of with mm -hmm. the, the authentic living lens. So yeah, this is really cool. Definitely really cool. Um, ha have you ever received pushback <laughs> oh, yeah. for the positive thing? Because there, there, you know, there are a lot of folks who, you know, a lot of cynics in the world and, and that's just kind of the balance of how things are. And for me, I, I, I know that, you know, it's, it's there and, and those folks have the opportunity to heal, but, but they have to want to heal, you know? And so how, how do you maintain this mindset in the midst of negativity, chaos, and, and just everything in the world that we all have to face? Yeah, that's a great question. And one of the things that I like, I remind myself of all the time, and I, and I, and I coach this is that people's actions and what they are saying and doing um, and feeling is a, a direct reflection on them and what's going on inside. Okay. Mm -hmm. And your reaction is a direct reflection of what's going on inside you. And a perfect example is I've had some people like send me really mean emails, like not nice. Yeah. And just, you know, just choosing a piece of something I said or something I, you know, and then, you know, like saying very, very, very mean things to me. And, um, and I've never felt, um, what's what I want. I've never felt like judged or attacked or resentful. It was just like, oh, my heart hurts for this person that they have so much anger inside them that they took the time to, to say this. And that, you know, and this is their perception that said, <laughs> I've had other situations in my life where someone has said something that I took great offense to. Mm -hmm. And I, and I remind myself, because when you're taking offense, it's a trigger in you. And where there's a trigger, there's a trauma. Yeah. And, there's a belief. and under the trauma is a belief that you have not, it's an emotion that you have not you're not aware of yet. It's a feeling you're not aware of and you've not processed it. Right. So it kind of goes like the belief with, with, with the emotion, you know, and then you have the trigger and the triggers, how you speak and act. It's the action. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always tell myself, um, sometimes not in the moment, but I do reflection afterwards. Like, okay, you had a trigger Rebecca. So behind underneath that trigger is a trauma. So go trigger trauma. Okay. What's the trauma where, and try to go to the earliest point that I can remember that. And then what is a belief that you believe about yourself, right? Because mm. you're, you're reacting in anger or fear or, or whatever negative emotion, because you believe something about yourself. That's not true. And that whatever they're saying is triggering that for you. It's triggering that belief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and usually the, here's the other really interesting thing people project. So what you're saying usually about a situation or about someone is actually in you. Yes. Oh, that, yep. That, that reflection, that, that mirror <laughs> and, yeah. and it, it's, it's tough. Um, and, and that's another thing that's this kind of come up in, in just sort of, you know, previous, uh, it, I'll say conversations, but it's really episodes where it's been just me so far <laughs> with, with the listeners, but this has come up where it's, it's really important to have that. I, I think a certain level of curiosity and also responsibility of being open to seeing the places where you may need to heal, learn, and grow. <laughs> I, I have to do that, you know, for my work as, as a coach and, and also being into energy healing work as well. It's, it, for me, it's a responsibility as well as a passion, but it doesn't have to be your job or your, your passion per se in order to have that curiosity to do that for yourself. So I think this is great as far as the framework that you are providing of 
when you're in those moments, when you're triggered, how do you process that so that you aren't immediately going into sort of that threat <laughs> response and, and you can, you know, handle the situation in a way that truly honors you in that moment instead of having that triggered response. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, even, and even if you do have a trigger response, because it does take, you know, a, a while to process through emotions or, you know, or maybe you haven't done any, any work at all. Yeah. Is if you get to a space later on where you have, you know, you're not in your fight or flight part of your brain, right. You're in the, your, your calm part to really like ask yourself. So I have this trigger, what's the trauma underneath, you know, and try to figure out what happened and what belief do you have that really isn't true? I mean, they're not, none of them are true. We're all, I believe, you know, underneath it all, we really are loving human beings. It just gets covered up, you know? Yeah. Um, and so if you can figure that out, then you're able to release it. You're able to, you know, process through that. And then you recognize it the next time it comes up versus having a sub, because those triggers are subconscious reactions, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever you're in that anger and, and um, that's a subconscious reaction, you're not in your conscious brain. Um, when, when you're emotional. Um, and so, yeah, it just gives you an opportunity if, if you're, if people are willing to um, just create some awareness around, around your triggers and what's, what's causing them, what belief that's not true is causing them. Yeah. Yeah. If, and if folks were to find this curiosity, which, which I hope everyone out there <laughs> does find this curiosity just about themselves uh, and, learning and healing and growing. And, and, and I know folks can absolutely learn more from you. And, and as we close out, we'll, we'll definitely give the opportunity for you to share your contact information. Cause I think so many folks out there can, can benefit from learning from you and speaking with you. Would you say there was anything for you in your journey that, that really helped you along this path of, of getting to, to where you are today. And so I don't know if it's, if it's books or if maybe it is, uh, you know, a a public figure who you, who you've seen, you know, who's inspired you. I I know you mentioned that you do have that routine for yourself, that self-care routine, but you also mentioned that you learned that although you were doing those actions, you you weren't necessarily fully practicing self-care holistically, you know? And, And so I, if you have any, insight or resources to share that helped you come to these realizations. Um, I certainly want to open up the floor for that because I think listeners could benefit from hearing that too. Anything that's helped you along your journey? You know, so, so many things, Asia, like I started this journey like 20, 30 years ago. And, and like I said, I was, um, back then it was called the expectation advantage. And I have mm-hmm. a lot of graduate level, um, credits like a master's level in that in dealing with the brain and, and children and the positive you know uh psychology of it and then and I'm a voracious reader so I read hundreds and hundreds of books plus I love um I'm a firm believer in having a coach so I had when I got into that you know powerlifting I got a coach when I got into competitive west coast swing I got a coach when I got into business I got a coach so I've yeah. had many coaches over the years because you if you want to go get to a level, then you find someone who's been there before you, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, I, so, so I've had coaches and then I, and I read so many books, but the one that I'm reading right now that I think encapsulates so much of it. And I really believe everything's from the inside out. So it's inside of you, which creates your external environment. And it's, it's called inner size and it's by John Asaraf. And, um, it's the latest book that I just read and it really, um, 
it's a really good book for anyone. It really uh, gives you exercises, explains how your brain's working, why it's doing what it's doing, the science behind it. Mm-hmm. So it's just not like, you know, this, you know, out there kind of, this is what I believe. It's like, here's the science, here's the research, and here's the exercises. And he calls them inner sizes because it's stuff that you're doing for in, inside of you to yeah. change um, these patterns and these beliefs. And, and um, yeah, so it's kind of a well-rounded book and I just finished it and I love it. Wow. I, I, I took notes. <laughs> I I'm going, I'm definitely going to have to look into that. I love that inner, inner size, inner size. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it, it's, it's so true. The, the internal work that we do or lack thereof, it, it, it's going to reflect <laughs> in the external and, and in our physical reality. And so if the, the more intentional we can be about taking care of ourselves and, and nurturing ourselves, um, and being open to the growth and healing and learning process. I love what you mentioned about coaches. I, I firmly believe that as well. No matter what you're looking into, there's probably mm-hmm. a mentor or a coach available who can help propel you to, mm-hmm. to get to where, where you need to go. And, and for folks who are coaches <laughs> like, like us, everyone sort of has their own, their own lane that they're passionate about. And so for folks out there who are looking for a coach who might be listening, um, it's highly recommended, no matter what field you're going into, you'll find someone out there who's, who's going to be a great fit. And anyone who's listening, if you feel like what Rebecca provides resonates with you, um, we'll be including her, her contact information in the description of this episode. And, and she'll also share her contact information with us before we close out as well. Um, wow. This is really great. I, 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 I think the last question that I've got for you, and, and this is, this is something that, that I'm asking folks as I'm interviewing them, um, cause we're collecting interviews at this time. And so the season is kind of sprinkled with just me chatting with the audience along <laughs> with, with interviews. So we got a, a nice little medley going, but I've had a lot of fun asking folks that I've been interviewing so far, if they have a favorite quote, or maybe it's your own quote, but, but just, you know, if you want to just drop drop some knowledge, like a final message to, to leave listeners with what, what would that be? And if you need a moment, feel free yeah, to take it. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm, uh, no, I don't need a moment. I'm um, <laughs> a best-selling book called Ignite Happiness. And in it, um, it's a, it's a compilation of stories of people who've gone through very difficult times and got to the other side mm. and then their advice or their one step that you can take, you know, and there's a story in there for probably every situation that, you know, um, someone can find a story to relate to. And my quote in that book was, um, you, um, you are um, in charge of your own happiness. In fact, you create it. And, and mm. I think it's really important because a lot of us have been um, taught through our culture that it's outside of you. So if you get that next job or you get that person or you get that next thing or that trip, you're going to be happy. And that is not the case. It's starts inside of you if you're not happy with yourself inside the that happiness chemical that you'll experience when you do get that person that job or that thing only will last you know a couple hours to a couple of days and then you go back down to your baseline your baseline Mm -hmm. positivity level right and you're in charge of that baseline positivity level and so um and they've scientifically proven those things that you think are going to make you happy don't make you happy actually Yeah. 
it's it, it it's a doozy getting through that programming right it's a doozy <laughs> it's, it's 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 a doozy um and and that's something that i've spoken with folks about as well there i mean there's some there's some people where they start that that journey going within and it's it's so overwhelming because once that you know that mirror you know comes up and you really see how much there is that either does not resonate with you or I, there are so many different directions you can sort of, you know, go with it. But once you start uncovering all of those layers, it, it can be a bit scary. Uh, it, it, it can be scary. Um, and I think that's why the mindset work that you do is so important because the scary stuff's inevitable. <laughs> the, the challenges in life are inevitable, mm -hmm. but we have the tools within that we need to be able to navigate and overcome that. But if you aren't tapped into that, then understandably it's <laughs> life's going to feel a bit more difficult. You aren't going to feel aligned. You aren't going to feel stable. And so that, and so that's another thing. It's, 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 it's okay. <laughs> and, and it's normal to, to, to not be in that positive mindset at, at the beginning. And that's right. why they're, that's why there are coaches out there like you, you know, some folks do need that additional support to get there. It's just a matter of being willing, willing to start that journey. Uh, if, if that makes sense. So cool. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Asia. I've really enjoyed sharing and talking with you. It's been so fun and interesting, and I am sure this is going to offer uh, support and and some direction for people out there and some inspiration. Yeah, and and thank you so much for the kind words, Rebecca. You're always welcome to to come back and, and join if if you'd ever like to. And we so appreciate your time and your insight and just everything that you shared. Your career is amazing. The work that you do is fantastic, and I know you've already helped so many people, and there are so many more um, who you're going to continue to inspire and and help live their best lives. And so. That being said, where can folks find you if they need you? Yeah, absolutely. It is positivethinkingrevolution.com. Awesome. Nice. Ah, short yeah. and sweet, simple. I'm definitely, I've already visited the site, but I'm definitely going to be going back. Um, and for anyone who's tuning in, I, I highly recommend it. Rebecca's amazing. So Thanks again. Thanks again for being with us, Rebecca. Um, be safe and stay well. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. And on that note, let's close out. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, folks. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rebecca. I know I enjoyed learning from her. Be sure to check out the description of this episode for links. We've got Rebecca's contact information as well as links to get in touch with UGT if you have any feedback whatsoever, or if you'd like to be on the show, I'd love to hear from you. Also, be sure to stay tuned after this next message if you'd like to hear the energy reading for episode three. I'm your host, Asia Smith. Be safe, stay well, and if anything comes up for you this week or beyond, know that you got this. Until next time. This podcast is sponsored by Authentic Service Group, an organization empowering young adults to explore their potential and achieve success genuinely through virtual life and leadership coaching, community engagement, and networking events for emerging leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and beyond. For more information, visit AuthenticServiceGroup.org. No matter what life throws your way, you got this.
Hey folks, welcome to the energy reading for episode three. If this is your first time tuning into a UGT energy reading, I recommend checking out the first couple episodes so you're a little warmed up into how all this works. I'm so grateful to have you here. Gentle reminder, if this isn't your first time and the heads up if it is, These are general collective readings rather than being one-on-one readings, which means it's possible what comes through may not apply to you. And that's okay. That just means the guidance in this particular reading might be messages that somebody else out there needs to hear, and maybe the next one will be for you. Before we get started, let's all just take a deep breath. <laughs> that felt good. <laughs> okay. I've got my ambiance all set over here. You're welcome to pause and come back when you're ready so you can get the energy filling right in your space too. I've already blessed and shuffled the card decks that I'm using for our reading. So before we get into it, just a quick shout out to the artist for the decks that I'm using today. We've got the Universal Weight Tarot by A.E. Weight and Pamela Coleman-Smith. Sun and Moon Tarot by Vanessa Decor, Angels and Ancestors Oracle by Kyle Gray, The Wild Unknown Archetypes Oracle by Kim Kranz, and last but certainly not least, <laughs> the Daily Crystal Inspiration Oracle by, drumroll please, <laughs> because I haven't been able to say it correctly up until this point, and because I googled it after last episode. <laughs> by Heather Askinasi. Yeah, Askinasi. Um, ooh, Heather, I, I don't know if you're tuning in. Um, probably not, but <laughs> I don't know if someone that you know is is tuning in and maybe they can <laughs> relay the message. I, I just want to say I'm so sorry. I've been butchering your last name for the past couple of episodes. Uh, I also noticed uh, in the actual readings. I think a few times I referred to your cards as the crystal affirmations deck when it's clearly the daily crystal inspiration deck. So uh, yeah, uh, sorry, Heather, but but I got to say your cards are some of my favorites. So anyway, <laughs> now that we've cleared that up, let's see what's in the cards for us today, shall we? Okay. Per usual, <laughs> I'm going to start us off with the Universal Tarot deck. Um, fun fact, if anybody cares, <laughs> uh, this was actually the very first tarot deck that I ever got. So I, I really like starting with it. It just, it just feels right. But yeah, <laughs> old faithful right here. <laughs> um, if you are uh, new uh, to UGT energy readings, the sound you're hearing in the background, that's just me shuffling the cards a little bit more uh, just to help them fly out. So we get random messages from spirit. And if you are returning, uh, you're going to notice I I might move through this reading a a bit more quickly than, you know, than the previous ones. Uh, And that's mainly because I know that this was a longer episode. Uh, I'm very sensitive to to your time and and your attention span. So I'm going to try to breeze through this uh, so folks can get whatever they need from it and go on about their day. <laughs> so let's see what messages Tarot has for us. Ooh. 
Ooh, we have the two of swords. Nice. Okay. That's a good card. I'm going to go with the sun and moon tarot deck next. I'm just going to keep on going with the tarot. Uh, oh, that was fast. <laughs> cool. We got the eight of cups from sun and moon tarot. Um, just a little bit of a, of a review. <laughs> uh, we learned uh, during the last energy reading that swords represents air. So that's thoughts, mindset. Uh, cups represents water and uh, that's emotion, relationships. We're going to go ahead and put the tarot to the side. And uh, I think I'm going to go with the wild uh, unknown archetypes deck next. This one's a lot of fun <laughs> to, to use during readings because it's a circular deck rather than a rectangular deck. So it's, it's fun to practice sh shuffling with these as haphazard as my shuffling might be. <laughs> um, and the, the art on these cards is fantastic. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's such a beautiful touch uh, ooh, <laughs> um, to add to my spread. So th yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite decks to use. Ah, three cards came out. We have the mystic. We have the self and we have Alethea. And I promise I'm not, it, it's not Alicia. <laughs> like me, I'm saying as Alethea. Like it's it, Alethea, A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A. -E -E um, mm, so um, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I do feel equipped um, to interpret the art, the art on the card um, and, you know, see how it, it, it kind of connects to the reading in that way. So we'll, <laughs> we'll put that to the side. Um, but again, it's Alethea, uh, the self and the mystic from the wild unknown archetypes deck. I'm going to go with the angels and ancestors deck next. Let's see what messages we get. Ooh, oh, oh, <laughs> no, that's too many cards. When too many cards <laughs> come out like that, that's more of a shuffling fumble than anything else. So yeah, usually when that happens, uh, and that's not even just a me thing, like when that happens with tarot readers, we're just like, nah, let's, let's try again. So, all right, angels and ancestors. Yeah, that, that was a lot. That was too much to process. Let, <laughs> let's, let's be a little bit more concise. <laughs> let's see what we get. I'm going to try this again. There we go. All right. Cool. We have three from the, from the Angels and Ancestors deck as well. So that's a repeat since the, the wild uh, unknown archetypes deck um, gave us three cards as well. I'm just, I'm feeling drawn to, to pay attention to that number. And we learned in the last reading that three in numerology, um, it represents self-expression, uh, creativity, um, and also could potentially represent um, like outcomes or, or kind of like closing in on, on a cycle, trifecta, trinity, what have you. Um, so we have the moon. Take note of intuitive messages. The heart guardian, love and let yourself be loved. And the earth guardian, stay rooted and grounded. <laughs> I love that. I like this reading so far. 
Okay, uh, and last but not least, the Daily Crystal Inspiration Deck. Let's see what words of wisdom we're going to close out with today. Oh, okay. Okay, one card flew out, like literally flew. So give me a sec. <laughs> okay, we got, we got, oh, we got Labradorite. Labradorite? Labradorite? <laughs> tomato, tomato. But anyway, uh, the meaning of this gemstone is see the magic. I love this. Uh, I'm getting really great energy <laughs> um, off of the spread. And, and what I mean by that is um, I'm in a good mood <laughs> as far as just, you know, kind of approaching this and interpreting these cards, all the cards that came out um, are really positive. And so I, what I'm feeling from this spread in terms of an overall message from spirit is that it's, it, it's a message that's encouraging you to see the see the magic within yourself, perhaps. Um, <laughs> I know that's something that I mentioned, uh, uh, you know, in earlier, kind of in the episode itself. And so, I mean, e even with that, with these messages, um, you know, appearing, <laughs> yeah, things like that, um, you know, get me kind of excited just when I see those connections. And so, again, I feel like whoever I'm picking up on, um, this is just encouragement um, and, and, and I think some love too, if perhaps anyone out there isn't feeling this way or seeing this magic and potential in themselves. I feel like this spread is just like saying very loud and clear, um, you deserve so much, <laughs> it, you know, in, in this life and in this world. Um, and perhaps you've been holding yourself back from what you could attain because previously you didn't see this about yourself. And that's why there's the heart guardian card of love and let yourself be loved. Um, the fact that the mystic is here and then, uh, you know, from the, the wild unknown archetypes uh, and th there are Roman numerals on each of these cards. And on the mystic card, there's the number 11, which quite, quite often is associated with metaphysics. It's a very like special, you know, number 11, 11 is a popular thing. I, you know, uh, so many of us have, have know of that and have heard of that, but just putting it out there for anyone who hasn't, but uh, 11 is, is kind of a big deal. Um, so for that being on the mystic card, it makes sense. Um, and the art on this card, um, it's, it's really beautiful. I mean, it, it shows a butterfly that looks <laughs> magical. <laughs> so I think that's pretty cool. And then on the self card, it's, it's quite interesting because you see the silhouette of, of, of a person. Um, but there's a pearl in the middle, sort of in the heart space, and you just see all these fragments and, and, the, and all these colors. It, it just shows, I think, to me how, how the self and how all of us are, 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 have layers and we're multidimensional, you know? And, and it's the process of exploring that where you tend to find that magic that's within. And so I think that's why the moon card came up in the angels and ancestors deck of take note of intuitive messages. And quite often, um, well, not even quite often, always <laughs> in tarot, the major arcana card, the moon card, it, it, it's, it's just that it's associated with mysticism and, and magic. Um, 
and intuition. So again, this is all about the self and recognizing all of these, I think, gifts, uh, you know, sort of within you and figuring out how to tap into those. With the Earth Guardian card, stay rooted and grounded. I tie this into... I'm actually feeling drawn to connect this to the tarot cards, the two of swords and the eight of cups, because with the two of swords, and we know that that, you know, air energy, it's about thoughts, um, mindset, this card's typically associated with logic and two, it's, it's a number of about balance. It's, it's a number of balance and mirroring um, in numerology. It could also sometimes um, be associated with partnerships. But as we know from the last reading, the number six is really where love, harmony, relationships, that, that's really what um, represents that. But uh, again, it, when, when it comes down to partnerships, balance, mirroring, that's the number two. So with the two of swords, quite often when this card comes out, like I said, it indicates someone who's in who's who's really kind of focusing on using their logic and and they're trying to keep out disru- disruptions and distractions. So it's like, OK, like this card, it's almost like spirit trying to say, like, you know what? Stay focused, like don't make any hasty moves. Um, be thoughtful. Um And again, with two being a number of balance, I think it's also tying into that logic, making decisions um, that involve compromise. Yeah, yeah. And then with the eight of cups, and and the reason why I'm tying this to staying rooted and grounded, it's the balance piece. But also with the eight of cups, this card, um, so, so eight, represents abundance in numerology. Cups represent water, emotions, relationships um, in, in, in tarot for, um, for the minor arcana. Um, this typically means overwhelm. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the best way I can put it. Like, like quite often with the eight of cups, um, it's not a bad thing, but this indicates being emotionally overwhelmed. And that is why the two of swords is here, where perhaps who I'm picking up on is leaning a little bit more into logic because there's just so much when you're leaning over more in, you know, in that cups energy, in that emotional space where you, it, it, it yeah, it, it it's overwhelmed. Like ab- abundance isn't a bad thing, but t- too much of anything can be overwhelming. Um, and that's why this two of swords, I think for you has kind of, you know, cut in with, with that sword energy, um, to, to help filter through all of that. And that's why from the angels and ancestors with the earth guardian, it's saying stay rooted and grounded. Um, that way you can, you know, keep yourself, um, feeling stable. Yeah. And again, with the self card, uh, that's here from the, uh, from the archetypes deck along with the mystic, and then Aletheia. <laughs> um, this card where I'm like, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Um, but with the art on the card, uh, this actually looks like mirroring to me. Um, what you'll see here, it's, it, it's a flower. Looks like the same sort of flower. I can't quite tell what the flower is. Um, but the stems are connected 
and then on the left side, it, it, the petals are black, and on the right side, the petals are white. But the background behind each is, you know, it, it, it's the opposite. So the, on the art, the background behind the black flower is white, and the background behind the white flower is black. Again, with the whole mirroring piece, and then the number two that came up with the two of swords. Um, I think also with this card and with it sort of indicating kind of that balance of, honestly, you know, I kind of see this as um, a message that there's, there, there's dark and light to everything, you know, like there's, there's two sides to everything. And again, with that two of swords energy of being in, in sort of that logic and, and really trying to maintain that mental balance because, you know, maybe you've been in that eight of cups energy for a little bit. <laughs> And, you know, you're just trying, you know, to, to overcome that. And, you know, we've, we've all been there. And so that's why there is that message of, you know, stay rooted and grounded. Um, but again, with the whole see the magic piece, um, let yourself love and be loved with the, the heart guardian as well. Um, I really do feel like this is for someone where perhaps you're going through something that is emotionally overwhelming. Maybe it has to do with, with yourself or, or connection with others, but maybe what I'm gathering from this Aletheia card is that you're, you're either learning or seeing the different perspectives and I don't know, maybe some of it ain't pretty and maybe some of it is, is, is delightful. You know, I mean, there's, there's always that balance. There's that, that's always going to be part of life and part of learning. And so perhaps that's where you are in, in your journey, um, of self-transformation, you know, this mystical journey of self-transformation, you know, the whole universal consciousness thing and all of this, there's, there's certainly some mysticism, you know, kind of involved there with all the, all the universe stuff. And so I feel like that's just, you know, a little bit of that being incorporated into this with the mystic and, and see the magic, um, as well as taking note of intuitive messages. But yeah, as far as uh, love and, and let yourself be loved, I, I think it's just a reminder that throughout this process of you thinking through all of these situations you might be experiencing where you're learning things about yourself and others where they might be positive, negative, or neutral, at the, at, at the heart of it, and this is the heart guardian, um, remember to love and let yourself be loved. That's fantastic. I think that's, I think that's actually a great place for me to, for me to close. That's a message that we all need to hear sometimes. So yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I really enjoyed doing this reading and I hope it was helpful. Um, you know, for whoever this resonated for and whoever needed to hear it, I hope you got something from it. And if nothing in this reading resonated for you, that's okay. And, you know, maybe this is insight into what someone you know is experiencing. And hopefully the next reading is, is meant for you, or at the very least you gained some sort of perspective that you might be able to apply to your own life from this reading. So all that being said, uh, folks, I, I, I wish you all well. Um, have a great week and beyond. Be safe. Um, stay well. I already said well, but y'all know what I mean. Take care. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon.